start that way. You had to watch how this team was evolving and how he ran that team. What is your initial reaction to the new head coach of the Falcons? I like it. You know, you look around the other hires, Brian Callahan. Callahan! Dave Canales. You know, Gerard Mayo, Antonio Pierce. The the one name that I really wanted was Jim Harbaugh. I think that would have been a grand slam hire, and I think you were really fighting an uphill battle with that Los Angeles Chargers job being open as well and the ties that he had, especially with them having Justin Herbert out there at the quarterback position. Raheem Morris gives Falcons fans and the Falcons organization hope for the future. Bill Belichick would have given Falcons fans and the Falcons organization uh, the comfort of knowing we're going all in for the next three years. We're going to see what happens. Probably would have come with Kirk Cousins uh, or, or you make a play for Justin Fields. But in the same sense that Raheem Morris brings some excitement, some youthful exuberance, great young assistant coaches, they've got to get the quarterback position right. And here's what I would say. I, I think 100% you've got to get a quarterback that has some experience. You, you have to. Because with a, with a young head coach, relatively young, a young offensive coordinator and Zach Robinson coming in. If I'm Zach Robinson, I'm saying, I want a quarterback who knows what to do in third down. I want a quarterback who's been in the fire in the postseason, who knows what to do on the road in tough stadiums. Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields-ish. Bring him in. Let's get to work. So people were asking me, why is there so much hate for Raheem Morris? Or, or they saw my video, and I was like, I'm fired up for Raheem. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Someone's like, dude, you're just playing the, uh, you know. You, company you, car. Yeah, I always see line. that because, what, we're the Falcons flagship? Yeah, I mean. I'm like, dude, I have no ties to the Falcons. Right. I mean, I, I said, listen, it's open season on the Falcons. So if you think Bill Belichick would not have gotten a ton of heat, you already saw that before it happened. Do you think Brian Callahan or uh, what is it, Aaron Glenn, or like... It, it's Bobby just, Slowick? Yeah, I mean, like, it, <laughs> this is what I would tell my friends over there. Just take a deep breath. You've had six losing seasons. You had Arthur Smith, you know, implode with this team. Nobody is going to start throwing any bouquets. It doesn't matter who you hire. Vince Lombardi could come down from heaven, and you're still not going to get Falcon fans. As long as you go get a quarterback, and you have Raheem Morris' uh, infectious personality and his reputation will be fine. But there was not a hire last week that was going to get bouquets thrown at him. It just was going to happen. Like, you just have to realize, it's bashing season on the Falcons based on six straight losing seasons and six straight years out of the playoffs, and people are mocking his record here in Atlanta. Like, whatever, dude. He took over an 0-5 team. Otherwise, he was a head coach 12 years ago. Like, Bill Belichick was also a coach that failed in, in Cleveland, and he went on to win six Super Bowls, right? And developed Tom Brady. Here's what you have to understand. He developed Tom Brady, and he drafted championship defenses. It was not all about Tom Brady. Ask Brady. He said Bill Belichick was the perfect coach who developed me. So my, my point is, don't talk about one run. You know, Pete Carroll, uh, I don't know, he failed in New England 25 years ago, and then he's winning Yeah, Raheem was the interim coach during the COVID season. Like, you couldn't even go in the building. Do you remember how weird that they were was? were 0-5, and it was Dan Quinn's staff. Like, what are you talking about? That has nothing to do with anything. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, that's just nonsense. All right. That's way overblown. Dan Campbell, yesterday, and the Lions. I'm not, listen, I am not shocked they blew the lead. 49ers are a powerhouse. Just look at Debo Samuel and George Kittles and Brock Purdy. And, oh, yeah, the best player in the National Football League in um, Christian, McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Do you so, know the last time 
in the playoffs, a team blew a 17-point lead at halftime <clears throat> and then lost the game by three-plus? Uh, Yeah, probably. Was that a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think okay. you could guess which one that was. So people are blaming Dan Campbell, and people are saying that Dan Campbell, I heard some idiot uh, on ESPN saying he choked. Kyle Shanahan stayed poised, and Dan Campbell got panicky. Like, what are you talking about, a panicky? That's what he does. I'm not telling you I like that he goes for it on fourth down, but that's all he does. That's what he does. I, I ripped the hell out of him like six weeks ago during the Dallas game. Was it the Dallas game? Yeah. He's still going Saturday for it. night. On the eight-yard line, a two-point two point conversion. Like, Three times. You don't go for two-point conversions from the eight. That's just dumb. And I would have said the first time to kick the field goal when they were up 24-10 to go Take up it by to three 17, scores. Correct. I get at the end of the game, even though it's a chip shot, tie the game up, you're still giving – on offense, you can't stop the ball. But they had three timeouts. Like that's the situational football where you look at things and Just go, "Tie it up." I get it. Tie it up. You have yeah. three no, timeouts. I mean, listen, he deserves the heat. I know. You, you, you know, you win with the uh, you win and die by your moxie. Um, here's Dan Campbell talking about the fourth down and um, and essentially why'd you do it, kid? I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back. It's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. I get that. But I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. I think it's it's fine. I mean, he's got an explanation. You're not going to like it. I'm sure Detroit Radio. I'd love to maybe maybe talk to somebody from Detroit Sports Talk Radio next couple of days or some of these cities at uh, Kansas City or – Obviously, San Francisco, but I'm sure Detroit Sports Talk Radio, they're in pain today. Pain. We know. Yeah. Incredible pain today. Here he is, I think, as, as honest on an, an assessment of postseason football as there is, as he explains uh, to his locker room. It's a lesson learned. And look, I told those guys, this may have been all only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I'm well aware, and it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. He's 100% right. I mean, that's just so tough. It's so hard to get so just why to the, the NFC so why championship did the Chiefs, game. why did the Chiefs been to six in a row? Because of Patrick Mahomes. There's, there's six straight. Six. Because of Patrick Mahomes. Right. I mean, Christopher Russo, Mad Dog Russo on his show last week said, I- I'm ready to say it. He, he is one of the greatest he him quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, like He called him better than Brady, which is just silly. But right you now. hear that but no, you but hear that like, pain in Dan Campbell's voice as a former player. He's like, it is so yeah, hard mean, to get here. The whole process. And then the other way. <sighs> Think about the Falcons. It's so no, hard. We, no, we get a moment every 10 or 12 years. But think about the Falcons with the Super Bowl. It was in your grasp. Have they even sniffed? The NFC Championship game since then. No. Well, they won a playoff game the following year. Yeah, and you go to the divisional round. I know. Yeah, so. um, It's hard. And I think one of the truest cliches in all of football, from high school football to college football to the NFL, is after that last game, and I guarantee you Dan Campbell said it in the locker room last night. Take a look around. Because this team will never be together again. Okay, but they're but they're young core. I understand. I mean, they're all. I'm just back. telling you, man. Gap, I'm just telling you. Jared you're going to lose some locker room guys. Okay. You're going to lose some glue guys who keep that team together. Yeah. I mean, when Ish hit the fan, is, is Jameer, and you lean on people. Is Jameer Gibbs going anywhere? No. Okay. Is there tight end going anywhere? Laporta to the Hall of Fame, maybe. Is there is there top wideout going anywhere? 
Amon Ross St. Brown. What yeah. are you trying to get at? Uh, they're in really good shape. Okay. Is Aiden Hutchinson going anywhere? I don't think so. Okay, so like they're He's going to Cabo this week. That's where he's going. Their, their nucleus is sound. By the way, you spend a week listening to the experts, the prognosticators, the geniuses. I love the 49ers. I love a minus seven. This is the best team in football. It ends for Detroit in San Francisco. Buy low, sell high. You hear the Lions pickers saying Jared Goff's more trusted than Brock Purdy. Jared Goff is going on a run. I love the points. I love the money line. Everybody's got their deal. Your head can explode. You play 59 minutes and essentially 50 seconds, and you're, you're on the one-yard line on fourth down. The spread was seven. The score was 34-24. You're down by 10. Somehow the 49ers, who were down by 17, are now up by 10. They scored 27 straight. They're Insane. They're about to cover the number. Do you know how much money was about to change hands all over the world when that fourth and two from the two-yard line? It's like, I got Detroit plus seven. If they score, I got a cover. I got the 49ers uh, minus seven. I'm up 10. If they stop them, I win. Everybody at every sports book, the entire thing comes down to one play, and Detroit gets the backdoor cover. And by the way, thank you. Thank you very much. You'll always have a place in my heart, <laughs> Jamison Williams. Can thank, I say one thing? You. I mean, that was not an easy catch. Can the state of Georgia get in on some of this it's, sweet, sweet action? You, you saw last week, right? Yeah. Are it's, you buying it, that, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, this is happening. You think so? Yeah, because both sides of the aisle. Like, why, like when I'm at Taco Mac last night, yeah. why can't there be a kiosk by right. the bar where the golden tea is well, where I could just go slip $50 right. in and say, you know what, I love the Chiefs money line. Well, how about just— Give me a little piece of paper, a little ticket. Right. I want some how, of that action. How, how about just getting on your phone and being able to do it? Of course. Right? And the state of Georgia wins. The state of Georgia wins. Imagine what the reaction was if you had bet— the 49ers after that play happens. You lost, and I thought you said you had it together. You were solid. I am solid. I was solid at the game that I'm solid. Yeah, no, you're not solid if you had the 49ers because you lost on that. Lions cover, game goes over. Chiefs cover, game goes under. The Super Bowl already has Patrick Mahomes, who's had 11 playoff, 11 games as an underdog. He's had 11 games as an underdog his career. If you bet on him as an underdog, you've lost once in 11 games. Guess who's the underdog of the Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes, once again. Have you seen the Taylor Swift conundrum about her travels? She has a show yeah, in Tokyo, so but worried. supposedly she can get back around I'm, 24 hours prior to kick. I'm so worried for and that And she couple. ain't flying Delta. I'm so worried for no that No disrespect to our beloved hometown airline. Did you see? She ain't flying Delta. Could you ask Jackie about the haircut, though? Like, did you see her on the field? What was happening there? Yeah, it looked a little ratty. Yeah, I mean, like, do we have a hair a, a hairstylist can tell me what was happening yeah, there? Yeah, well, it was like damp curls. Yeah, it's seen, I never seen her go with a curl. You know, I don't, just, it wasn't working for me. So, I'm, I'm just saying. Be careful now. No, I know. You I don't might want... upset Rusty's daughter. Yeah. You don't want the Swifties coming after you on By Twitter. By the way, Rusty Manziel put something on social. His daughter, the cutest little thing, like, she's like, I don't know, eight, nine years old, all dressed up in Chief's garb. Rudy, with painted her face as she painted 78, supposed to be 87. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I'm rooting for my boyfriend, uh, Travis Kelsey. Well, you win. She's going to the Super Bowl. When we come back, a bunch of stuff to get to. Um, I spent the weekend at the newest, baddest hotel in the Southeast. They only have a thousand rooms over there, Drew. I spent the weekend there. 
dance competition. I can only say, you want to talk about two words from hell? Not watching my daughter. That part is great. Dealing with with dance moms. Dance moms. Stakey took a trip to the dance moms world. I'll tell you about it. And things I learned coming back on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is Bummer's Eyes with the